Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I am tired of you treating your animal chiropractic practice like a hobby. In this week's podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about how to make your animal practice a reality, mainly through planning of what kind of lifestyle you want and how much do you need in order to make ends meet, and what are we currently seeing. So today is going to be a super interesting episode all about stats. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, treating patients is not about doing everything alone. When you're starting a practice, it can be hard getting out there, marketing yourself, talking to other providers about what you do. I get it. I am strongly introverted. I do not like talking to other people. And the last thing I want to do is try and sell myself. But it is really important when I'm working on patients that I remember I am working together as a team. So there are other parts to the animal care team and I need to do my part to reach out and talk with them and learn from them about what is important that they're doing that impacts what I'm doing and vice versa. So I really love the Evidence-Based Chiropractor, a program developed by Dr. Jeffrey Langmaid because it helps bridge the gap between medical doctors and chiropractors. So that way we can figure out what is best for our patients. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about his program, I recommend you looking him up on the Evidence-Based Chiropractor chiropractor.com. Hey guys, it's Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I can't believe this podcast is now two years old. It's hard to believe that um, I started a podcast because I'm the type of person that just, you know, isn't a huge fan of talking to other people. I'm very quiet, reserved, and to myself. Um, But through starting my own business and uh, making a lot of mistakes, um, I had a lot of animal chiropractors who were new in practice reach out to me and ask me how how are you making your practice successful? What are your tips and tricks? And I had a lot of people asking me and not enough time to answer all of them. So ergo, here's the podcast, right? And that mission has grown quite a bit into now a social media community of like-minded professionals and also a business basics course of here's everything you need to get your practice successful. And I'm so blessed and happy to be here. And um, I just, I think it's really tragic that we have so many amazing docs in our field that are burnt out and uh, don't know how to run a business and are struggling financially or mentally or emotionally or otherwise um, on just how to have a good work-life balance, make the money that they deserve and enjoy their job. You know, Um, because none of us get into this career to, you know, make money. I personally don't believe that. I think all of us get into animal chiropractic wanting to serve animals and help them reach their highest potential. And um, we're such nice nice people. And, um, sometimes we forget that, um, you know, we're a doctor, but we also have to be a business person and the business person sometimes can, um, seem a little callous of a personality, uh, to us to where, um, we unfortunately turn into somebody that, uh, doesn't have boundaries and, um, is just always working endless hours trying to serve all these patients and not to say it's right or wrong. Um, but we have to run the business first in order to continue being a doctor because if we work too long hours on too many patients and don't have good boundaries we are going to burn out and um, I struggle with this myself like this is literally probably me talking to myself about this Um, but in a new new doctor relationship where you are starting a new business and maybe you haven't run your own business before 
It's important to have a good framework so that way you have the the life that you want and you don't let your business run your life, right? Um, so mainly, I like to think of um, this metaphor from Dean Graziosi. He has a podcast as well about success and he thinks of money like oxygen, right? If I'm sitting in a room and I'm breathing, I don't consciously say, oh, you know, I'm happy to fill my lungs full of oxygen today. I'm not, I'm not always thinking about where my next breath is coming from. But if I suddenly stick a cocktail straw in my mouth and um, have to breathe through only that straw, well then yeah, I'm going to be blue in the face and always wondering where my next breath is coming from. Where's my next bit of oxygen coming from? And I think money is the same way when we're chiropractors. Um, We're always, you know, trying to suck out that straw, always wondering where our next new patient is going to come from. And um, if we're always in that mindset, we aren't able to get past that and live the life that we want. We're just worried about our business succeeding and making it to the next day. And I want Animal Chiropractic not to be stressful for you. I want it to be the career that you love and um, you deserve to breathe freely and enjoy your life. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's how to get the business part out of the way so you can be a successful doctor taking care of patients. But in order to do that, we have to think about the business. And um, when I first started out, uh, one of the best books that stuck out to me was uh, E-Myth by Michael Gerber. If you haven't read it, I really recommend you add it to your reading list. Um, and it's he has a new one that I haven't read yet that applies to chiropractors. But um, in his original, he's talking to a bakery shop owner about the three personalities that a business person has. And the three personalities are the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And these three personalities you're going to have... Uh, when you're a small business owner. The entrepreneur is that person that wants to have an impact, wants to grow a vision and a dream. Um, The manager is a person who wants to, you know, have the standard operating procedures. This is how we do things. This is how it gets done right. And this is, you know, how I want it done. And then the technician is the person who's working in the business. They're the person that is the doctor, you know. They're the one treating the patients, doing the notes, um, getting all those tasks done, right? They're working in the business. And when we talk to business professionals, everyone talks about working on the business versus working in the business. And too often we get, um, you know, buried by working in the business of I have to see this patient, I have to do this note, um, I have to catch up on these phone calls and all these myriad of tasks add up to where we look up and then we're like, oh, I, I, I didn't grow my business this year. I didn't talk to any veterinarians uh, pointing at myself here. Um, I, I didn't do X, Y, or Z. I didn't do that marketing event or, you know, what have you. And if you want to grow your business, we have to um, have a balance between these three things especially the entrepreneur and the technician mindset Um, because many of us are self-employed. We're not necessarily managers to where we have employees that we say, this is how I want things done. Um, But those two personalities, especially we have to make them happy and we have to um, have a balance for them if we're going to have balance for our true selves, right? And how we want to live. So how do we do that? Um, the entrepreneurial spirit, mainly, we need to make time for practice growth. So we need to schedule time to do the things that are going to grow our business. Mainly, um, for me, it's social media. So um, batching Facebook posts, uh, Instagram posts, um, you know, reaching out uh, for, for meetings and stuff like that, um, calling veterinarians back, um, and what have you, right? 
And then um, for the technician, uh, the way I make them happy is I set aside time for admin tasks. Like these are the hours that you need to catch up on phone calls or notes or um, uh, emails or, you know, anything that I would want to check off a checklist. Um, And those things are going to um, be put on a calendar, right? So I have this um, time block schedule where I want to think of the lifestyle I want. So if I know that um, on average I need X amount of hours per week in order to do this, this is what the time block calendar is for. So we have to plan for the lifestyle we want by first saying, what time do I need for me, right? And that can be your time for spending time with family or this many vacations I need per year, or once a week I go out with my partner, or um, I work out every morning from this and this time. And then we plan in the entrepreneur stuff, where this is the time I'm going to uh, work on my business and growing it by social media posts, reaching out for meetings, XYZ. Um, And then the technician hours, where I focus on adding in admin tasks. These are the hours I return emails. These are the ones I return phone calls. These are the hours I do these tasks. And then once I have time for myself, I have time for my business working on it and in it, then I decide these are my patient hours. So I did a time block schedule for myself. And I think on average, I'm working about 40 hours a week, but my patient hours are only 23 hours a week. So uh, when people are like, uh, you say you're full-time animal practice, well, yes, um, but it's not only hands-on patient hours. It's me working in and on my business as well, not just just only touching patients, right? So once I decide that's the lifestyle I need, and this is the requirements I have to fulfill my different personality types of my entrepreneur, my technician, my manager, um, mainly the manager is satisfied just by having a rigid schedule of, you know, this is when I do things, right? And this is how I do things. Um, Then I go into how much do I need in order to sustain that lifestyle. So if I'm only going to work 20 hours a week, well, how how much in bills do I have to pay? So if I need to make $5,000 a month and I'm only working 20 hours a week and I charge 100 bucks per patient, well then how many patients do I need to see? Is that attainable? Can I see that many people for that amount of money, right? Because I think often we, we set an arbitrary number of, well, that's what Becky charges, so that's what I'm going to charge, but it isn't actually right for us because I personally feel like um, we should determine our fees based upon what our worth is and also based upon what we need in order to satisfy the lifestyle that we want. So that way we're not always worried about, you know, I charge this amount just because that's what everybody else does. It's really, this is what I need in order to, you know, keep my lifestyle going right? And also you can have salary goals where, you know, if you want to make 75, 80,000, $120,000 a year, like you can plan for that based upon the amount of time you want to work. And if you know that this year it's going to be tight, maybe you can change that schedule in your lifestyle, maybe take out three hours somewhere and add more patient hours in order to bridge the gap, right? It's all about planning. So that way we can have Um, the lifestyle, and also we can have as much money as we need in order to keep going. Because you guys, money is like oxygen. 
there's a, not enough oxygen in the air, you know, hopefully we're not always thinking about that. But if we're breathing, we're not like, oh, I'm so happy there's oxygen for me to breathe. But if we're breathing through a cocktail straw, then yes, we're always blue in the face wondering where our next paycheck is coming from. So money's like oxygen. I don't want you to worry about it. I want you to plan on this is how much I need. So that way I don't huff and puff and worry about getting to the next um, day or the next month or the next year. Like I really want you to just breathe and relax and plan on growing your business. Okay. So we plan for the lifestyle that we want. We plan out, this is how much I need in order to have that lifestyle. And then three, how much am I currently seeing? So am I making ends meet, right? So this is the part where there's a bunch of stats. And if you don't record your stats, this is your public service announcement, kick in the pants, you need to start recording your stats. And it is tedious. And yes, it does add to your technician admin time. Um, You can outsource this like I have, um, but it helps to see where you're at. So that way you can plan on where you want to go. So how many new patients are you seeing per month? How many patient visits are you seeing? Um, On average, how how long is a new patient sticking around? What's your retention? On average, what's your dollar visit average? So how much is a patient paying for a visit? So if I uh, know that on average I'm collecting $100 per visit and I only have X amount of slots, well then I'm only allowed to make this amount per month. So that would help me determine how much I charge, right? Then I would look at my revenue my expenses. So maybe I don't spend as much as on all the bells, whistles, and cool toys this year because my um, revenue is not there. Um, As we are mostly mobile, um, a lot of us treat um, out of our car. We don't have the high overhead expenses. Revenue isn't as big a deal. Um, But when we consider our expenses from our home, like this is how much we need to pay in order to survive, that can change on how much the other numbers are affected. Like, okay, I need to see more new patients this month or I really need to focus on retention this month and how can I do those two things, right? So you guys, um, this podcast is about getting the business out of the business part out of the way so you can focus on being a great doctor. Many animal docs start the animal chiro program burnt out and tired with a poor work-life balance and decreasing reimbursement from insurance. If you're a human chiropractor, I get it. I did insurance for a while. And it's really hard to make a living when we're always worried about where our next paycheck is coming from. So if we can focus on that lifestyle that we want and we can plan for how much we need and then charge accordingly by, um, you know, writing down, okay, well, this is how much I actually need to see in order to make ends meet. Well, then it can give us a sense of peace and it can enable us to be better business people so that way ultimately we can be a better doctor because we're not worried about where the money's going to come from. I want you to focus on patient care. I want you to serve patients well. I don't want you to always be worried about where your next new patient is coming from. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and if you have a comment or a review, please scroll down and leave us a, um, a rating so I can know on how I'm doing and serving you in your new business. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope these free tools have served you and your business so you can serve more patients. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering 
where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal care practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.